0: Evolve Entertainment and The Jeremiah Show proudly present The Kimi Kato Show with Jeremiah. This is the show about Japanese pop culture, fashion, food and music. It's brought to you by Kimi Kato. He has successfully launched international artists such as Ariana Grande, The Black Eyed Peas, Jack Johnson, Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga and Taylor Swift. He has worked with artists like Bon Jovi, Brian Adams, Mariah Carey, U2 and Bruno Mars. He is CEO of Project Asteri, his Los Angeles boutique artist management and label service company. Kimmy Kato is a star maker. And he is your host, The Kimmy Kato Show with Jeremiah. Welcome to The Kimmy Kato Show. Kimmy Kato is your host and who am i i'm kimmy kato's sidekick i'm his co-host on the show jeremiah together each week we are exploring japanese pop culture music food fashion and film and we hope you'll join us uh every week and i was going to talk about real quickly kimmy if you don't mind welcome kimmy how are you very nice to see my friend love Uh, to be on the show It's your show, man. I'm happy you're letting me (laughs) on your show. (laughs) So I was going to tell everybody, the listeners, because this is really season one, episode one. And you've got an incredible guest with us today. Um, And I'm so excited. I can't wait to to get to know him a little bit more. But I'm going to let you, I'm going to tease everybody right now. And I'll let you, our guest. But uh, I was going to tell everybody how this show started. Many, many months back last year in 23, you came on the show uh, to promote the last rock stars uh, and mm-hmm. their concert in Los Angeles um, with Jonathan Platt, and I bumped into you at a in the Beverly Hills Hilton, right off the red carpet at a luncheon not too long ago. I think it was was
1: it December? It was I think yeah somewhere like November, December, December last year.
0: Yeah, right. and we just started talking. You know, and I like hey we recognize each other. And uh, we started talking about our love for radio and all the wonderful and terrific artists that you um, that you that that are on your label at, at Project Asteri. And we just started talking about maybe doing a show together and here we are. Amazing, amazing? totally
1: amazing. I, yeah, um, I actually, you know, we're ready in February, but I, I just want to kind of wish everyone a happy new year.
2: <laughs>
0: um
1: yeah and i i must say you know i am very very happy to be able to start another year uh with our new radio show so you know, let's well, take it on
0: let's take it on i love that let you know what can do you, what can the listeners expect for the new show i know for me i love the japanese culture and i want to know more i want to hear more music i want to watch more film um and kind of soak it in and i think i love this idea because. I'm almost almost like a tourist on your show and I get, you know, I get exposure to all things um, in your life, in your world. But what, you know, what, do you, what are the listeners? What, yeah. What can so, yeah, that's the kind of thing I was kind of expecting. I want to be able to introduce
1: exciting entertainment news topics from Japan, whether you have plans to go there or not. Um, I want to make these topics relevant to the u.s Listen, and people in the u.s um that may not know about japan may know about japan but interesting topics because you come across a lot of japanese culture when you know living in in the states from sushi to sake um and where does it come from how's it made um japanese music anime people talk about anime as well there's massive anime expo every year uh in los angeles and and across the United States, I want to kind of dig deep a little bit so that people can get a, a better understanding um, about these uh, culture. So that's where I try to bridge the the knowledge and, and influences, so that can we kind of feel entertained.
0: Yeah, and you'll be kind to me if I'm if I'm dense sometimes and I don't get it, but but <laughs> I ask a stupid question. You'll be nice to me, Kimmy. <laughs> but that's why you're here that's why (laughs) you're
1: meant to ask these questions that we all kind of
0: well let me talk about real quickly and then we'll get to your special guest today Um, but i wanted to ask you because i know you and your guest it's really hard not to give it away uh went on a road trip on friday out to las vegas to see you too how was that
1: oh my goodness i mean we we did a a a one-night trip to um to see you too at the sphere i mean the show was beyond like this was beyond what i've ever seen before it was taking technology and Mm -hmm. entertainment to the next level but yeah so today is our first show of 2024 and i'm very excited to introduce you to one of the top guitarists from japan He's a, he's a guitarist, violinist, composer, producer, an entrepreneur, an environmentalist, an activist, <laughs> uh, a member of a band called Lunacy, one of the most successful influential bands in visual K movement of Japan. He is also the member of X Japan, The Last Rock Stars, Shag. He also has his own fashion brand called Oneness. He is the one and only Sugizo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very nice to meet you, too. <laughs> Welcome to our show. It's <laughs> a big it's pleasure. Thank you. thank you. It's such an honor to me. have you t- today with us. It's great. True honor. Yeah. It's so, Asugizo-san, uh, so like, what brings you to LA this time? Uh, firstly,
3: my most important thing is my private stuff is uh, my important uncle passed away last year. Because I really wanted to, uh, I, I really want to go to his graveyard, mm-hmm. his, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, our family's things. Mm. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I had some important work and I really wanted to go to Las Vegas for you to the show with you. Amazing. And, and last one, my very, very important work, this radio show.
1: Oh true yeah. honor. Jeremiah, did you hear that? Oh my I, goodness. So, I love
0: him. I loved him already. I love him even more now. So know,
1: <laughs> yeah, my our deepest condolences about your uncle's passing. Um he apparently was um a very, very huge part of Suzo's life, um coming being raised, um, as well as mm. you know the uncle living in living in the living in LA. Um mm. He does feel LA as his second home so mm-hmm. he did he did come here for that to visit his uncle and all uncle's grave actually and then uh he wanted to go to Vegas to see you two at the sphere which I also wanted to go so it'd be kind of like let's go let's go on a road trip and let's do this um it was that happened
0: and the radio show how, how nice yes yeah, very nice and my condolences as well so geez out for you my condol- um, Hey, can I ask a question real quick, uh, Kim? Sure. sure. Um, I, I was fascinated by this when I was thinking of you guys were driving out to Las Vegas and the road trip. Cause it's, that's pretty American, right? A road trip or is it mm-hmm. universal around the world? Is there when your kids, I mean, there's nothing better, right. Than like eating mm-hmm. junk food and being on the road, listening mm-hmm. to music with your mm-hmm. best friend mm-hmm. and just going wherever the road takes you. Does that happen? In Japan, when your kids or with the cars, do you is it same kind of a phenomenon? The same specialness? I'm, I'm just just made me think about that. I was there's my one of my stupid questions, but <laughs> not stupid. <laughs> but yes, it's cars trip.
3: Yes, I had so many beautiful memories in Japan. Uh, yeah. too. Especially, yes, my family things. Yes, so many times I visited to my family's, my cousin's house Mm -hmm. with my parents' car. And, you know, Japanese has so many beautiful shore. Yeah, yes. My image is very important. Image is beautiful shore, Japanese weather, Japanese summer. And the family's uh, lovely memory. Mm.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, Japan is, you know, as you know, surrounded by ocean. We are an island country. Yes. So ocean, driving by the ocean, looking at the sea, beaches, um, is a huge part of our lives. Um, we live amongst the mountains and the sea. So, um, mm-hmm. yes, a, I think I think it's quite common that people travel by car. Mm-hmm. Um, although you know, there are bullet trains. Yes, yes. But, um, you know, people still travel a lot by car, Mm -hmm. don't they? Yeah. But
3: Japanese, of course, you know, uh, we don't have big desert, desert, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's American, you know, American trip is very, very, uh, something like like a dream to us, you know, huge ground, huge desert and a big sky, we do not have that view because usually American trip is yes, something my dream when I was a child.
0: And you know, and uh, I, I'd love to hear your playlist when you're on the road, but you guys were probably listening to you too, right? You, know what,
1: or... you know what? Just so you know we didn't actually listen to you too you know we kind of love we've listened to you two growing up I guess. Um, and you know, been listening to you too. I mean, we are big fans of you too. But mm-hmm. um, we were listening to a lot of jam music. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, actually, yeah. But
0: I, I got to get that playlist from you guys sometime. <laughs> it was
1: crazy. It was fun because we were, we we were on a trip. We on we went on this trip with um, Suizo, but we also went with other like musicians. Mm-hmm. It was a bassist, yes. a drummer, a drummer. From Shag, actually, Suizo's yes. project, Suizo's band, Young Drummer. Yeah, he's only mm-hmm. twenty-five, but he's mm-hmm. an exceptional drummer. Um, and we also went with another bassist who is absolutely amazing. At the the, he has so much groove in his music. Yes, yes. He's got, he, he doesn't look like a Japanese. Like he's got dread mm-hmm. dreadlocks all over, um, and he's you know he's just enjoying himself. Um, but so that's that was a trip, and we also went with a uh a local songwriter as well he he's an american guy but Mm -hmm. he writes for uh k-pop artists he writes you know he's a producer music creator uh songwriter so yeah we we all went with the music music people so it was very very everything was about music Mm -hmm. music was in the air as they
0: say I'm. I, I know. I'm. I, I'll, my last question, and I'm going to get out of your way, Kimmy, because I know you've got a lot to talk about with Sigizo. But when you see, when you guys go see a big band like you two, you've also sold out stadiums of 50,000 people, right? Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. What is it
0: like in the audience versus when you're on stage? Does it does it still have that special feel to you as a rock star?
3: But uh, at first, I'm just rock kids still rock kids, mm-hmm. And of course, I still have, I'm still to YouTube big fan mm-hmm. because just, I became, all the time I became the a boy.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And, uh, I really wanted to see their new technologies, mm-hmm. their uh, visual, and of course their sound. And firstly, I really wanted to visit this venue because this trip was uh for me it is very very important opportunity and of course it's big experience to me and i got a very big uh stimulate from their show Me too. Mm-hmm. Was,
1: yeah a, a tremendous excitement a and yeah, so oh.
3: excited we, are, we just become rock kids at the time <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah maybe our uh
3: uh our spirits sounded like 14 years old one time
1: yeah took Uh, us back took us back really but but you know what it was i I would say it was very interesting because the music took us back uh, Mm. decades but the 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 show itself yeah took us in the into the future Mm, didn't it i mean the sphere with all the the new the the led there was one moment where the stage, as if we were all outside yeah. in the desert, in the yeah. middle of the desert, or where there was Las Vegas, like we see the entire city of Las mm. Vegas, and that mm. we were all outside mm. looking into the city, mm. and then suddenly the city disappears, yeah, to bare desert, as if we went back in time when mm. Las Vegas was mm. just desert. Mm. It's amazing. I mean, I can't, I, I can't even put it into words. You have to go see it. I think if you have the opportunity, you definitely should see it because it's not not just because it's YouTube. Now we, no, we know it is because of YouTube, but because it has that entertainment and technology mm-hmm. at its finest. Mm. Yeah, wow. yeah. And exactly. we were talking about well, who the hell is who? Which which? Artist, who's next? You know, who's next? Who's going to be performing at the sphere? Next, that's an interesting thing. We were saying, Well, who's that going to be? Yeah, you know, maybe, uh, for example,
3: uh Taylor Swift or not, yeah, for example. Uh, but of course, someday I really won't play, yes, their, yeah,
1: yeah. If Lunacy could be, I mean. You know, maybe Lunacy will be the first Japanese rock wow. band performing at the sphere. But you know, when you mention this, things come
0: true. So we will mention yeah. it. And we'll keep mentioning it. <laughs> you mentioned it Kimmy, don't forget to take me with you this time. Ah, no, okay. Of course.
2: <laughs> we'll be banging the <laughs> middle go, of the
0: sphere. I want to go see Lunacy with you. Yeah. So all talking right. about Lunacy, um,
1: I want to, you know, introduce Lunacy, the band, um, and how it all came about. Very short. Uh, bio of the band it was formed in 1989 as lunacy it was called it was spelt lunacy mm. as in mm. the, the spelling mm. lunacy mm. but then they changed their name into Lun- luna and sea mm. so the, the moon and the sea it, it means the meaning of the band is it, you change and morph like the moon but uh, but deepness like the ocean mm-hmm. so that's the meaning behind lunacy um they were signed by ex-Japan's label Ecstasy Records in mm-hmm. 91. Mm-hmm. And in April, they released their debut album, Lunacy, which sold 10,000 albums just on pre-sale, just mm-hmm. on pre-sale. It wasn't even, it basically didn't make it to the store. Um, then they released uh, the second album, uh, Image, in 92. Uh, they basically took the industry, the music, Japanese music music industry, by storm. But the band splits up in 2000 at the height of their career, ending their 12 year uh, as lunacy. Um, Then in 2007, after seven years of silence, Mm -hmm. they announced a one night only Mm -hmm. show on the day of the lunar eclipse Mm -hmm. and performed that show at the Tokyo Dome 50,000 capacity, on December 24th, 2007 on a full moon day. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a story behind lunacy. Every time there's a story. Nobody knew what was going to happen after that. Even the band didn't know what was going to happen after that one day, one night show, one night only show. But in 2010, Lunacy announces their revival on Mm. the website on a full moon night. (laughs)
2: Yeah, Um, I see a theme. It was
1: called Lunacy Reboot, Mm -hmm. and everyone went crazy. Anyways, uh, from then on, they went on a world tour, eight shows, four countries, three days at the Tokyo Dome. And they have been together since. Now celebrating their thirty-fifth anniversary, anniversary touring across Japan, and they just announced that a couple of weeks ago. So you know, if you're if you're if you're in Japan, go check out Lunacy's Show. They are on sale right. They will be on sale, or they are on sale right now. Um, they've got a, a whole year of tour uh, ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the band has sold over. Uh, mm-hmm. More. May I hope so? Yeah, I think so. No, it's, it's it says over ten million records sold throughout their career. That's wow. a hell of a lot of albums. Um. So yeah, yeah, there you go. That's the that's the short synopsis of Lunacy. Um. They do, they have influenced a lot of rock bands, rock kids, us growing up. A, a lot of people that play music right now in the industry have been one way or the other influenced by uh, lunacy and yeah they they do go down in history in japan they are a super massive rock band now that you know Lunacy, um you know what you know we should talk about um how do you i mean they they still are together with the same member mm-hmm. after 35, 35 years. years yeah yeah. um i i would actually love to hear uh, what sigizo thinks about you know how do you keep your mm-hmm. members together for 35 years. I know you mm-hmm. broke up in the middle, mm-hmm. but still, you got together. What was it that got, back, got you back together, but also kept on going for 35 years?
3: Okay, uh, can I change Japanese? Can
1: yes, it in Japanese Japanese. Uh, when we were younger, maintaining the cohesion of the band proved to be quite challenging. Each member of the group possesses a strong sense of self-assertion and an unwavering passion for artistic expression, making compromises in music an unlikely occurrence. Our band initially clicked during our teenage years, but as time passed, conflicts began to emerge. This ultimately resulted in the band going on hiatus in the year
3: 2000.
1: So, we didn't break up, we simply went our separate ways. For seven years, each of us pursued individual projects and ventures. During that period, profound realization dawned upon us. Irrespective of the various relationships we engaged in, lunacy remained the only place where our hearts felt at home with music. Even amidst musical differences and disagreements, this band held a special place in our hearts. Whether we were at odds with one another or enjoying success in our respective endeavors, we understood that we shared a singular musical home, lunacy and that these individuals were our true musical family. With age, family dynamics can change, often grown distant. But the fact that we were a family within the context of our band was immutable. This realization became a source of great affection for all of us. The band, initially formed in our teenage years, turned out to be the only musical family we would ever encounter. It took us until our late 30s and 40s, nearly two decades, to fully appreciate and cherish this profound bond. Undoubtedly, all the members, I'm sure, share this profound sentiment. Slow but steady wins the race. Now that I'm in my 50s, I can't help but feel grateful that our band members have remained unwavering for 35 years and everyone is still going strong, able to grace the stage with their presence. Sadly, more and more of my friends and fellow musicians from other bands have passed away, leaving us
3: we already possess
1: possess the treasure of our lives just by being able to do
3: what we do the question
1: now is how much longer will we be able to deliver the best rock music and give our best performances on stage it feels like this is what I live for at this stage of my life Every breath I take is a reminder of my desire to be on that stage, motivating me to maintain my physical fitness, follow a balanced diet, and enhance my life off stage. With this sense of purpose, I embrace our thirty-five years of lunacy. So, everybody in their fifties now, um, maybe fifty-five, yeah, so in the mid-fifties, they've been going. They've been going on for 35 years and what they feel right now is how thankful it is to be able to and thankful and grateful to be able to stand on stage with the original members together still continuing what they do because when you look around when when we look when Suizo looks around there are a lot of bands that want some of their members have passed away um, there are a lot of people, and artists that are passing away, um, unfortunately. Uh, And he does feel that they are truly, and every member feels truly grateful to be able to stand on stage together, still continuing what Mm -hmm. they've been doing for Mm -hmm. 35 years. Now, Sugizo's question is, how long are we able to do this um, together? And every day, every moment, Sugizo thinks that how long, to be able to stand on stage healthy and play the music that they like, they've always liked for 35 years is what he thinks every day uh, as he stands on stage and performs in front of people, for, performs in front of his fans, um, along with his members.
0: Incredible, incredible story. And, you know, how many people there are not, that many a handful of bands mm. that like yours that have been that, around that long and have drawn um that much attention and and love for the band members and the music so uh, it's an incredible story um we got to go to break here and i want to take us to break with okay. with loveless anything you can would you like to tell us about right. the song a little bit Sigizo?
3: okay this is one of my legendary song uh I learned this music just Mm. 30 years ago, but last year we did re-recording for our 19th Legendary 2 albums with great producer, Steve Lily White. Uh, today I really wanted to play my music called Loveless, our, yes, one of the best song and with Lily really White. This sound is so great. I really want to introduce to you.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Okay, here it is. We're gonna we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Kimmy Kato show with a special guest, Sugizo. Yeah. Uh, it, this is a really great show, guys. And so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Here is Loveless.
2: Try, try, fear.
3: You are listening to Kimikato Show. Thank you.
0: Welcome back to the Kimmy Kato Show. kimmy has got a special guest today. Sugizo is in his studio in Los Angeles. And I uh, just wanted to mention real quickly, go to Sugizo underscore official on Instagram and follow Sugizo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the composer, guitarist, violinist, arranger, producer. He's a member of Sea, X Japan and Chag. And uh, you can follow Luna Sea. it's L-U-N-A-S-E-A on instagram at lunacy official welcome back Kimikato. we just came in right. with the cage yeah so
1: we just met talked about you know Sugizo and his band lunacy um, i thought that we'd go on to talking about Sugizo's solo career now um, so Sugizo began his solo career uh, in 1997 yes. uh, and has since collaborated with a variety of different artists he formed a psychedelic band with Shag in 2002, uh, rock duo The Flare in 2004, uh, electronica duo SDK uh, in, to, uh, uh, in 2005, mm. and became a member of the Juno Reactor uh, in 2007. Mm. Then uh, he joined Skin, a Japanese rock band called Skin, then joined uh, X-Japan in 2009. Nine. And became the member of the supergroup The Last Rock Stars in 2002. I mean, c- an, a phenomenal uh, mm-hmm. activity in, in music, and p- just perform- as a performer, as a songwriter, he's just been uh, a very influential artist songwriter in the Japanese music industry. And I wanted to have Sugizo talk about his solo career. Yeah. Okay. Nihongo
3: uh, I can speak Japanese. Thank you In my twenties, my entire focus was on
1: lunacy.
3: However,
1: during that period, I began to recognize that rock music alone couldn't encompass all the feelings and expressions I wanted to convey.
3: I gradually started feeling
1: overwhelmed by musical constraints, fearing that I might reach breaking point if I couldn't express my music in my own way. I believe many artists can relate to this struggle. Being confined within the boundaries of the band became increasingly unbearable and I yearned for true musical freedom. This desire ultimately led me to embark on my solo career in
3: 1997. My taste
1: in music is incredibly diverse and it was bubbling inside me, urging me to channel it through a different artistic filter.
3: I aim to create a form of art where I could freely
1: express myself without worrying about whether it would be a commercial success
3: as I would for lunacy and other major rock
1: projects I was involved in. This decision has brought me to where I am today.
3: In the grand scheme of things, and I
1: must emphasize that this journey is far from over, one of the most significant aspects for me has been my exploration of electronic and dance music. While I've drawn inspiration from a wide array of musical genres, including the likes of YMO, whose influence on me dates back to my childhood, I've come to understand that there are two distinctive musical faces within me. On one side, there's rock music, which I feel an intense chemistry with, and on the other, there's electronic dance music, psychedelic trance and ambient music, each holding a unique place in my creative expression. It's now been roughly 15 years since I arrived at this realization but I want to stress how crucial it is for me to be able to simultaneously express both rock and electronic music throughout my musical career.
0: Can I ask a question right here? Yes, of
1: mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm.
0: So I was listening, Sigizo, to your music today, and and I got a very—I think I got a really great taste of.
3: Thank you. Of,
0: of the scope, of, you know, a snapshot, I guess, or or um, I got an idea of the vast talent that you have uh, in your music. And I don't know if this is true or not and this is the question, but, Jap- yeah. you know your music and, and when I've listened to Japanese music, um, it feels very emotional and expressive to me, but I don't mm-hmm. understand the language, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm going off of what I'm hearing and what how it's how it's uh, how I'm receiving it emotionally. Um, when I think of Japanese culture, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think of very stoic, very brave, um, but brave. Maybe emotions can't be, emotions are maybe held back a little bit there. You you have to project a certain image um, in the culture. I don't know if that's true or not, or if that's just mm. a Western um, interpretation of what I've seen. Uh, and what I know but do you think that's true in some way that and and is there a um, you know how does the image of the Japanese culture and being stoic and brave and fit with artists music artists Japanese music artists and their expression because you've been very you're very expressive in your music and is there a do the two battle each other do you know what I mean does it make sense
3: その、in our
1: generation in Japan, あの、we may have already freed ourselves from the need to live in control of our own emotions.
3: For instance,
1: その、in the past, Japanese customs often discouraged the open expression of emotions reflecting the strict adherence to code of conduct seen in samurai rules or pre-war societal norms, where women were expected to be reserved and men were held to strict standards. This mentality seemed to persist until the generation of our parents. However, in our generation, people began to liberate themselves from these traditions, allowing for more open and unrestrained expression. Interestingly, This transformation in societal norms may be closely linked to the influence of rock and roll culture. I believe that the emergence of rock music played a pivotal role in reshaping how people released and expressed their emotions. There was a time when such emotional expression was not widely accepted in our culture and it marked a significant shift from the era when rock music first came into being
3: maybe early 60s rock and roll and maybe folk music
1: yes Mm -hmm. so early 60s when rock music and folk music came in and japan Mm -hmm. actually incorporated international uh, rock songs and folk songs into japanese japanese songs that was when ymo came out Um, and so, mm-hmm. uh, 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 yeah, 20, or, mm-hmm. twenty odd twenty years after yeah
0: well, in, mentioning the uh just the scope of talent that you have sugizo uh you know in the in the music, the different types of music that you create mm-hmm. music is what we're gonna go to break with right now, okay and I'm a big jazz fan and and I just love this song. there's so much to it, I don't even know if you'd categorize it like jazz, but there's just so much instruments and so 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 much happening here rebel music is what we're going to hear going to break um you're listening to the kimmy kato show mm-hmm. with special guest Sugizo. and uh check out Sugizo on instagram you can find him at sugizo_official underscore official you can also go to his band page luna c official l-u-a excuse me l-u-n-a-s-e-a luna c official and segizo.com we'll be right back you don't want to miss them by the way their 35th anniversary for lunacy they're on tour um, this year all year long you got to catch it if you can wherever you're at and if you're not where they they are at go there we'll be right back here's rebel music Welcome back to the Kimmy Kato Show. I'm Jeremiah, Kimmy's uh, co host here. Kimmy's welcomed into his studio today and on the show, first show back of uh, 2024. Just an incredible music guest, a rock star, a composer, He's so many things, plays so many instruments. Um, and we're so honored to have him on the Kimmy Kato Show today, Sagizo. So and we just came in, you're listening to his music here, Nova Terra. So pretty. When we went to break, um, we listened to rebel music, which I just really loved. And during the break, Sugizo told me that jazz is one of his favorites as well. And and, uh, so we wanted to explore a little bit of your music here with you today, Um, Sugizo. Yeah,
1: absolutely. (laughs) Um, Because Sugizo has been just so versatile and creative. He's just gone beyond the boundaries of, of creativity. And he just loves doing that. He's written so many songs, uh, performed so many songs that are completely different. You couldn't probably even guess mm. if it was the same artist creating the music, mm-hmm. um, from songs like Hyakkiyako uh, or Psychedelia uh, to *Toto Tokyo Decibel. And the song that you were just hearing, novaterra they're all very, very unique in its own way. And I just want Sugizo to kind of like talk about how he comes up with this. Mm.
0: Well, uh, we, I, I, we wanted to play a little bit of psychedelia. Should I play yeah. that? now and then we'll yeah, talk yeah, about it. Yes. Right? Okay. So yeah. this, so this, I mean, when you're listening now, uh, you know, we just heard Novotera, right? Then mm-hmm. you listen to psychedelia. We're going to play a little bit here and just the contrast and just mm-hmm. the, the the texture and the, the big sound. Um, it's just incredible. I'm going to stop talking and let you listen. Psychedelia. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was just psychedelia. Incredible Sigizo. Uh and Thank we're gonna play in a moment. Um just to show the contrast, Tokyo decibels, but tell us about psychedelia
3: and nyongun. Okay. okay. Can I speak Japanese? Yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. Ano.
3: Uh, yeah,
1: psychedelia is a track that expresses the side of me encompassing hard trance and psychedelic trance elements
3: infused
1: with the vibrant energy of Japanese yosakoi dance. Yosakoi is a distinctive style that merges traditional Japanese dance forms with contemporary music and folk songs, this accompanied by the enchanting voice of the renowned singer Sari Ishikawa. In my perception, this music is synonymous with dance, while on the other end of the spectrum lies Nova Terra. Representing my ambient and introspective side. When you go to a rave party, you will experience distinct phases the intense dance time and the laid back chill out time. These may appear as polar opposites, but I believe they share a common connection through their psychedelic nature and the way they evoke a sense of connection to the cosmos. Spirituality holds great significance for me, and despite their apparent contrast, these two phases are, in my view, intricately linked, much like the harmony of yin and yang or the interplay of light and shadow.
0: You can feel that. I can feel that for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Well, let's as play one. Tokyo Decibels right now, and, and talk about that on the other side. So I'll Tokyo Decibels. Mm-hmm.
3: Tokyo Decibles resonates deeply
1: with my identity as a soundtrack and film composer, which is why I've chosen to share this with you today.
3: It's a fusion of my ambient and acoustic sensibilities
1: with the rich tapestry of typical Japanese emotions, making it closely aligned with the aesthetics of Novaterra.
3: Terra. To
1: add to this, Nova Terra is heavily influenced by our Jomon culture, a culture that dates back 13,000 years and continued for over 10,000 years. This composition was born with the intent of radiating positive energy into a world grappling with the pandemic, and it finds its home on an album that beautifully encapsulates both my ambient and
3: spiritual sides. Mm-hmm. The songs within this
1: album are the fruits of my ambient and spiritual expressions imbued with the immense
0: love. In essence,
1: Notary and Tokyo Decibels share a profound connection in this regard.
0: Mm. What a great story. I'm going to listen to mm-hmm. it a whole different way now. Well, we're going to go to break one more time here, our last break, um, with uh, Deliver. Do you like to say anything mm-hmm. about
1: Deliver?
0: Deliver, a track that finds its
1: place in my debut solo album, in the first zero draws inspiration from my myriad of sources that have influenced me since my childhood. It weaves together the rich tapestry from film, music, nova and jazz, all of which have left an indelible mark on my musical journey. Additionally, it bears the unmistakable imprint of the acid jazz and drum and bass scenes from the 90s in the UK. To this day, Deliver remains a pivotal and cherished piece in my repertoire
0: do you find Sigizo, that you have that there are certain emotions that you, of yours that you explore or you return to more often than others when you are composing your music
3: return to return
0: to certain emotions that like evoke mm. this beautiful music from you that you return to that, that you you go to to tap to, to, to bring the music to life the way you're feeling. <inaudible> Jeremiah's questions
1: <inaudible> are <inaudible> intriguing, thought provoking, conceptual for example, questions.
3: For example, for "River," when I wrote that song, my mind uh, went back to when I was a child. Mm. Because that music uh, image, especially that visual, is visual was. Yes. When I was a child, I saw you know you know great sunset, no great sunset and you know gold oceans, golden shore. Any. My, when I was a child, I have so many visualized images. それをなんか mm. pick upしに行ったというか.
1: That's great. Also. Awesome. Mm. You got that right.
0: It's a per- it's yeah. a beautiful answer. Yeah, but- it's how I felt when I listened to it. Actually, childlike, like those that wonderment of life. You know, that's how it what it brought out of me. So yeah. we
1: gonna- everything was golden when we were kids, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, he took himself back to when he was child, and where everything, the sunset, the ocean, everything was gold, and he took himself to that moment to finish this to to write this compose this song. So,
3: uh-huh. In
1: short, it amalgamates the images and recollections from my childhood with the latest musical influences of the
3: 90s, giving
1: birth to this particular song. Very interesting.
0: Very. I love this segment because we got to listen to mm. three or four songs and and get your um, you know, get your perspective a little bit sigizo so thank you so here we go we're going to take you to break with deliver this is our final break don't go anywhere uh, we've got a world premiere at least on our show coming up uh the featured song the beyond we're going to play that in its entirety and coming back in uh i love this one do funk dance
2: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) we'll we'll be right Mm -hmm. back don't go anywhere oh and check out uh, before i let you go let me tell you go to um I'm going to send you to the website, lunacy.jp. The um, the new album out is uh, Mother Style. Style. Yes, Mother Style came out late last year. Pick up a copy. You can find everything you need to know about Lunacy on lunacy.jp and catch up with Sugizo and Lunacy on tour this summer and throughout the year check out their website lunacy.jp we'll be right back
3: Very well.
2: to ignore Oh.
0: To the Kimmy Kato Show with his special guest today, Segizo, It's been such a great uh, episode. If you've missed any part of this interview, go back to the podcast and listen to it again. Don't—it's great. Really, really been a great hour together, guys. Um, Kimmy, passing it All off right. to you. Brent. All right.
1: So, in parallel to Sugizo's music, Sugizo's been hugely active in a lot of activities from peace peace to human rights, refugee support activities, renewable energies, environmental activities, volunteer activities. Um, It's it's another career. But Sigizos has been very devoted to giving back to people. And I really wanted to hear about what he thought about these activities the primary catalyst for my engagement in these kinds of activities was the birth of my daughter in my youth like most rock musicians my life was rough i was a troublemaker violent and always drunk going through the life of sex drugs and rock and roll but then
3: parenthood transformed me significantly It all
1: began when my daughter was just one or two years old. At that point, my affection extended not only to her, but also to her generation, her friends, children in our community, the youth in our nation, and even the children across the globe. As they grew older, I felt a deep-seated desire for the world to become a better place for them. I became acutely aware of our responsibility to contribute to a better future for these children once they reach adulthood. あの、this newfound awareness led me to become actively involved in various social activities, a shift that occurred around the late
3: 90s. The My initial priority was to provide support to children, and thus
1: I decided to become a foster parent for children from impoverished nations, offering them financial support. Concurrently, I began contributing to the cause of refugees globally. However, as I became more involved, I recognized the pressing need to address environmental
3: issues. I became conscious
1: about nuclear energy, energy which I'm against about, thinking towards correcting, enhancing and rejuvenating our environment, ending up in getting involved in various social activities. Another significant turning point in my life occurred on March 11, 2011. I encountered my first major earthquake experience and even though Tokyo was relatively unscathed, I felt compelled to volunteer in distant locations severely affected by the disaster.
3: It was during
1: this period that I became deeply committed to disaster relief volunteer
3: work. I discovered
1: a sense of purpose and fulfillment in these efforts and volunteering once again became the primary focus of my
3: life. Consequently, I started visiting
1: disaster-stricken areas whenever catastrophes, especially earthquakes and flood damage,
3: eh,
1: Only recently, January 1st this year, there was a huge earthquake, this time in the Hokuriku area, and I knew I had to be there. So I should be on site in the disaster area just when this radio show is airing.
0: It's so um, sweet and, and beautiful that you your daughter, the birth of your daughter, Mm. watching your daughter inspired you to want to help the next generation of children or other children around the world that needed help. And it's, as you're talking, I'm thinking it's, uh, there's so much out there that so much need. And, and I guess, you know, just the world has a lot of issues right now, but if you, one person, one, a song can, can affect you. And change your day if you're you're down and you're have despair or you're depressed your music can change and affect somebody positively mm-hmm. um reaching out and helping in any way that you can and this conversation um sigizo I feel like I'm a better person honestly for for having an hour with you, Thank you. and uh, and and it can change an outlook in your life right just mm-hmm. whatever you do best do it do it and uh, and help and put yourself out there. And so I just want to thank you as we have to, I know we have to wrap up here, Kimmy, but I just want to thank you for that. spending the hour with us. And I feel um, better after this hour and enjoying your music, sharing it with you, sharing stories. Um, so thank you. I also wanted to
1: mention before we go, that um, Sugizo you know also, um, when he goes, when he performs his live shows, all the instruments uses hydrogen el- hydrogen powered energy now you go what the heck right yeah it's um (laughs) it's basically he uses hydrogen energy from a car that runs on hydrogen energy Mm. he he brings electricity from that hydrogen car to power his instruments for every show that he does in japan um so why is that important because hydrogen energy when you burn it you combust hydrogen energy it creates water right h2o therefore all it emits is water it just drips water so as much energy you would spend performing shows he's just creating he's just generating water from hydrogen and obviously great sound so um that's that's incredible
0: incredible. i've never even heard of that i've never even heard of that so so
3: so,
1: これからの僕らの一つ As
3: part of our
1: this endeavor began when I stumbled upon the concept of generating electricity using hydrogen fuel cells, which I found to be a remarkable idea. One compelling aspect of this approach is that it allows us to play our instruments without emitting carbon dioxide, thanks to the use of hydrogen fuel cells for electricity generation. Moreover, an unexpected benefit emerged as the sound quality significantly improved. This improvement in audio quality actually makes perfect sense. Electricity generated in large power plants travels long distances to reach us, resulting in a loss of quality.
3: In contrast, a fuel cell
1: system enables us to harness the pure potential of electricity to its fullest which we found to have profound impact on audio
3: quality.
1: As a result, we were able to lessen the impact to our environment and improve sound quality, which we thought was an amazing discovery.
3: Over
1: the past seven years, I've been We've been utilizing this system for live performances starting around 2017. But <laughs> regrettably, has not yet gained widespread adoption, which is unfortunate.
0: How did you get that idea? And I know we got to go, but I want to ask you.
3: I just, I just uh, interesting for hydrogen Hydrogen energy uh society. So, so, ah, mm. society. Yes, I mm. very I for me it's really, really uh, interesting to mm. me. Uh became hydrogen high, vision, high mm. uh hydrogen societies and uh, I yes, I studied any hydrogen stuff one at a time.
1: Because hydrogen. Is meant to be very combustible like highly combustible you don't mm. want to handle hydrogen you've mm. got to be able to control it but i'm sure that you know the toyota was the one toyota, the toyota um, back, um, came up with this hydrogen fuel cell which could possibly change the way we use uh, electricity in our future amazing we amazing. we
0: got to come back we got to talk yeah. more yeah right there's yes.
1: so much more. Yeah, there's, there's so much more. Um, so, lastly, should we should we ask Sugizo if he has any uh, what his plans for for 2024 mm-hmm. for the re- for the year? And well, I
2: want to yeah,
3: know. <laughs> yeah. okay. Uh, okay, at first, yes, as you know, uh, Lunashi's 35th anniversary. 35th anniversary because uh, we have planned big touring in Japan and the Asia area. It is. Uh, my first work, but all at the time, same times, same time. I want to do my new solo products. Uh, I really want my new music release, and of course, I really want to do the last rock side shows. Already, uh, we have uh, U.S. You know, LA's show. On August twenty ninth, twenty ninth, yes. Mm. I think that's it. Okay. Maybe more.
1: Yeah. Coming up, well, some, something to look up, look forward to. Um, and then last but not least, uh, message to your fans.
3: Okay. Um, for for America and uh, yeah, and,
1: okay.
3: and England. Right? Yeah. Yes, I really, really. Would love to play in America, this country, and of course UK. I really want to keep in touch for you with you because um, it's American culture and uh, uh, UK's pop culture is my very, very important roots. Because when I came here, when I played here first time, it is to honor to me because I one of the time I thought I just came back to my roots and uh, yes, I really want to continue make music for you, for this country and I really want to uh, connect to all over the world. And uh, of course I really want to uh, make this world more beautiful. Because I'm willing
1: to touch, uh, keep in touch with you. That's beautiful. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on to our show today. It was such an honor to have you. Thanks so much It's my big pleasure. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed the show as well. I truly admire Sizo and what he's doing. Um, I hope that people around um, recognize his work and the stuff that he's doing. Um, we really wish. Best of luck for the Lunacy Tour. It's coming awesome. up. We've you so got a, a ton of show coming up. Mm-hmm. So dates, I heard. There's a lot more to be announced. Um, and we'll see you back in August for the Lost Rockstars oh, show. Yes. Uh, performing at the YouTube Theater on August 29th.
0: I know what I'm doing on August 29th. <laughs> <laughs> okay, The Beyond. We're going to play The Beyond right now in its entirety. The featured song by Sigizo. And uh, anything you want to say before? final words about the song on the way out? Okay. Uh,
3: this song is, uh, very important to the Nazis. Yes. I mean, um, firstly, this song is, uh, you know, Suit Gundam, mm-hmm. you know, one of the most famous Japanese animation program for Gundam's 40th anniversary theme song. And this song has other meanings. is LUNA 30 ANIMA SONG. It means very important. Bec- and this is uh, our first Steve Lee White work because I really wanted to bring this song for you.
0: Well, thank you. Here it is, the beyond. And thanks Kimikato, the Kimikato show. I uh, can't wait to see you next week, my friend. So, Gizo, I can't wait to see you in August, and hopefully yes. see that. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much. Great, great day. Thank you, guys. World premiere.
1: The Kimikato Show is brought to you by Evolve Entertainment and The Jeremiah Show. Host Kimikato, Executive Producer Jeremiah D. Higgins, announcer producer and sound engineer Jim Siriani. The Kimikato Show is also brought to you by Project Asteri, a boutique artist management and label. From Japanese artists looking to go international or international artists aiming for expansion in Japan, our team will be the robust bridge that paves the way for artists to increase and bolster exposure across borders. Visit projectdasseri.com The Kimikato Show is also brought to you by The Agency for Cultural Affairs Japan We protect, utilize and build a new future for the culture and arts created by our ancestors. Our mission at the Agency for Cultural Affairs is to communicate Japan's culture and arts to the world and pass them down to the next generations. Find out more at the Agency for Cultural Affairs Japan. Visit
2: bunka.go.jp.